It's just like, like low. I mean, I, yeah. Dogs I go with daddy. Dogs go with daddy. Do, 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 do. Doggies and daddies. So you listened to 100? You thought it was funny? I did. Oh, that's a good idea, Scott. I had a good giggle. Yeah, we have fun. We're, we're a fun hospital. Oh, that is fun. What is this? Lick Matt. What? Scott has one too. <laughs> <laughs> is it located? Ew. Ew. Hey now. It was going to be a vagina joke. I got that. My <laughs> mouth senses are activated. <laughs> Oh, I geez, deserve that. Okay? <laughs> Fuck it out. Speaking David's... of women getting off. Oh, no. Action! Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind for a your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Ever Taylor, and with me, coming to you live from the factory, fresh off the line, is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. Your eyes are like two lakes <laughs> in mountains. That is scarily accurate because they absolutely are like lakes in a mountain. Yes. If a lake in a mountain was filled with dirty brown water and green algae, that would be accurate. That's it. That's, it. That's what I was, I was David, going for. David, welcome back. Another yeah. episode, another day, another dollar. Here we go. Except that we got no dollars. So please, it'll come. It's coming. If you record it, they will come right. or dollars will come. I think that's how it goes. And everybody be out here starting podcasts right now. True, and true, we've true, been true. here. We've been here. So we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But David, uh, we have a new film to discuss today. And it's not yes. actually that old. What is the film we are discussing today? I believe it's pronounced Ike Bin Dien Minch. <laughs> I was just I calling d- it by the English name. <laughs> I went off the <laughs> IMDb. But it's actually I'm Your Man, which is in English. Mm-hmm. And this movie was made in 2021. Mm-hmm. Rated Aura. Arr. Which is, yeah, Kids Go to Bed, directed by Maria Schrader. Writing credits go to Jan Schaumburg and Maria Schrader. And yeah, we got Marian Eggert, Dan Stevens, Sandra Huller, Hans Lowe. A lot of actors I hadn't really seen before besides Dan Stevens. They are Germans. Yes, yes, yes. I've been saying Marin, but okay. I don't know. She's Marin like- Eggert. Maybe. Yeah. She's probably like, it's actually Warren. Or she says it in a German accent, which I won't attempt. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this is a film chosen for us by our guest. Uh, We will introduce her in just one moment. But before we do that, whose turn is it to do the synopsis? Is it mine? I believe it's yours. All right. This is a film about a woman, a single woman in Germany, who is paired up with an android-type lover, played by Dan Stevens. And the film asks the question, can you be truly happy with someone or something that is, like, perfectly tailored to you, that knows you inside and out, loves you? Um, And what is the future of dating? Like, is it okay to be with an android? There's a really interesting scene that I want to talk about where she's like, I feel like I'm in a play, but it's a play of one. Actually, it's a play for just for me, where I'm just I'm basically talking to myself. And I think this is a really interesting movie to discuss, even though it only came out a couple of years ago, because there's a lot of discussion about AI. There's a lot of discussion about, you know, robot lovers. And (laughs) do I think, you know, Japan's a great case study of like people aren't really getting together because they can go to cafes and have the girlfriend experience. Like there's a lot of things in our society that are interesting. So I'm glad that we are doing this film. And I'm excited that we're doing another foreign film because I think it's been a minute since we did 
a foreign language film. It has been. Uh, Pedro Almodora. We did The Devil's Backbone. Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah. But I got to be honest with you. So you're like, hey, this is on Hulu. I'm like, dope. Find it. <laughs> hit play. And I'm like, wait, what, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Because they're at, they're talking for the uh-huh. first time. They meet each other. And didn't I was turn like, on the subtitles? What? And I was like, is he like fucking around? Is he the <laughs> robot guy? Is he just doing like an accent? Is he just saying like a different language to impress her? And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I turned, like I went to subtitles, mm. had to turn it on, but it didn't start. Right. You know what I mean? Like, with I feel subtitles. like it should have started with subtitles because it's in. Yeah. Unless I have a German account. No, I, I, I th- I've seen this movie before because actually our guest told me to watch it. I think I watched it a few months ago and I was devastated by the film and in a good way. And then when I was rewatching it at the same experience and I was like, hold on a second. So yeah, just a heads up. Make sure your subtitles are on. <laughs> I love that Hulu was like, no, they obviously yeah. speak fluent yeah, German. They, Everything that of my data tells me that they yeah. speak <laughs> since they watch so many Their German algorithm films. Their algorithm states <laughs> the algorithm that they speak German. completely fucked. Exactly. <laughs> they fed it to 17 million people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so had you seen this movie before? No. I had not. Do you I know you know who it. Dan Stevens is? Though. I did. So he looks very familiar, and I was just sifting through his IMDb, and he was in a show called Legion, mm-hmm. which was pretty interesting, Never pretty cool show. It, but... If anybody's got some time to go check it out, um, it's really creative. I know him from Eurovision, where he plays oh, the guy right. singing the Lion Heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of <laughs> my favorite and, movies. You Scott and your partner went as <laughs> yes, we went Halloween as the one year. Um, and he's also in Beauty and the Beast. He's the Beast. Spoiler okay. alert! I had not seen that. Yeah, one. he's in a he's in a lot of things. Yeah, I have a Dan Stevens story that I will share later. But before we go too far into it. We have a guest joining us today. Welcome to the podcast, Marissa Monticola. Colo. Montic- Should I try that again? Monticolo. You got it. Colo. With an O? With an O. Welcome to the podcast, Marissa Monticolo. <laughs> I am creating a hate crime and I will see myself out. Um, Marissa <laughs> is a film and TV executive that I know through the world of being a film and TV executive. She has a specialty in foreign and international television, most recently Sold a project. Congratulations. Thank you. Currently between jobs because our industry is a shit show. Oh boy, is it ever. It's a big shit show. But uh, we were talking. We actually live one street over from each other. So we've been doing little walk and talks and hanging out and, you know, just whiling away the summer. And Marissa recently started a very cool and interesting TikTok where she is basically trying to help Americans explore the world (laughs) through TV and it's all, you know, international shows that you should be aware of. So she just dropped the first couple of episodes. Uh, We start in Sweden. There's some great stuff there, but Marissa, tell us how you got into this crazy industry that we call our home. Do you want the, you want the abridged version? You want the long version? version I mean, let's, let's let the algorithm decide. Let the algorithm decide. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so true. So, I mean, I started out having an entirely different career. I was the media director for a blender company named Nutribullet. Nutribullet. So I was selling you ways. Yeah. I was selling you ways to make smoothies. I was keeping you healthy. And I sort of just decided this is not for me. Mm -hmm. It was one of those jobs I picked up. I had been working in the industry, that particular industry, which is direct response marketing and I hated it, but it paid bills. And so I wanted to leave and didn't move fast enough. The universe was like, hey, guess what? You're laid off. And I decided to take my severance and sort of figure out the next step of my life. And I ended up temping my way into the entertainment industry. And I've not looked back since. So 
And why international? What drew you to that specific part? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who dabble in like American content. And I think a lot of the executives we've spoken about, you know, they're really dealing with more like English language programming. So what was it that drew you to the rest, the 99%? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so to kind of to kind of, you know, be clear about it, what what I've been doing is obviously it's international content, but it's for an international audience. So most of it has not been foreign language. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there are some things that have been in foreign language, but a lot of it is simply this will now travel to a global audience Mm. and a lot of co-productions and and things that will travel far and wide. So not necessarily just you sell it here and it's done. It's like let's go ahead and sell it elsewhere as well. So I've I've been doing that for two and a half, almost three years. And I just, for me, I was a growing up a giant Francophile and just really enjoyed France. I studied French when I was younger and then obviously now super got into German. But um, yeah, I've just always had an affinity for foreign language. I don't, I can't explain it to you. And I just have really enjoyed watching content that's not necessarily something everybody watches. I mean... I don't know. I think there's a, a big untapped market of totally and and also actors and actresses. I mean, totally. you guys were just saying you hadn't heard of a lot of these folks and also mm-hmm. same. But I think there's a lot of, of talent people that sure. we can yeah tap into in addition to the fact that I know people in the U.S. have sort of an aversion to subtitles and mm-hmm. foreign language in general. But I think to me, what I've always been fascinated by is the fact that no matter what language something's in, there's still an underlying theme that sort of resonates with everybody. Totally. Yeah, it's good storytelling. Exactly. Well, that, I was going to ask you about that. Like, is there anything that you notice since you do consume a lot of international stuff? Excuse me, I have my booty sweat. It's what is me. that? I have a burp from the booty sweat. <laughs> oh, that, that Where booty did you get that? that claw. Actually, I got it back in Da Nang, wow. which is... <laughs> you must have got a lot of cases of that. Somewhere where people should go to... And if you look up Da Nang, you might need some subtitles for that yeah, booty sweat. Yeah, Vietnam... I we should all go because you and I we should go on a double date to Vietnam since we've referenced <laughs> Da Nang so many times. Two hundredth episode will take place in Da Nang. Yeah, tourism's clicking out there. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was going to ask, you know, what are there any differences? Do you think because obviously that it relates to this film too, like the storytelling, you know, the structures or themes, like what is something that you notice that stands out between like international stuff and then like pure american stuff i was gonna say something mean but i do live and work here please you continue do so, yeah. pure american not trash i mean i think one of the big differences especially in in countries like germany is that the entertainment industry is fueled by the government so oh. they're getting a lot of their yeah actually in the german market they've got their version of the oscars and that mm-hmm. is they get money yeah. They get money when to they win. The no, they fully get money when they win. So wow. they win the award. They win a dollar prize. Oh, wow. Um, it, which to me, I was like, is. that yeah. is wild. I think it's listed online. But okay. it's it, to me, I was just like, what? So well, they also have transparency. They do have, <laughs> yeah. So they have a lot of transparency. But also, you know, they really support art. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's Germany is not the only country to do that as well. There are several others. Um, well, Australia, I know, has a few. time bodies like screen or uh, what's it called screen, screen australia. australia and then yeah. like west australia has its own thing and like you know it's you have to qualify to tap into it but i think that's amazing because it's giving people opportunities that maybe wouldn't necessarily 
have access to money to make things. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly differences between what we would make and, and what they would make. But I think the underlying theme, especially in this particular film, is just like, and including one of the, the series I covered this week on my little my little TikTok, um, is sort of just, you know, it's this woman. She's in her early 40s. And she's, you know, I know it sounds stupid, but Americans are like, oh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, I think that's something that's sort of just relatable regardless yeah. of what culture you're in. It is mm-hmm. a very no, American America, thing to say. Only America has freedom and exactly, life liberty. Exactly, exactly. happiness. But everybody would love to have that. Sure. And so I think that's something that everybody can kind of understand. Or if you're totally. watching this particular film – you know, as an American, it's like, well, you know, she's she's a woman of a certain age. She wants to have a baby. Mm. She wants to have a, a life partner. And, you know, although there's a lot of things that she is a little hesitant in the beginning, she does tell him that she's not looking for a partner. She does. But I think there's reasons as to why. She's what are the reasons? Put up a little bit it. of a wall. I think she is. I think she's intentionally putting up a bit of a wall. And I think she's she's sabotaging and she's mm. kind of throwing herself into work and. I, I'm I'm always fascinated by stuff like that. Too. There's a little bit of history there, right? We find out later in the movie that she had, she was pregnant in a miscarriage. She lost the baby. She's now broken up with uh, Julian's character. Julian. 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 Yeah. Julian. Julian. And <laughs> who a, fucking came over and took his picture? Like, yeah, I was like, what is leave that the shit? picture? Just let it go, dude. You like, have everything. Also, leave the like, picture. Yeah. You fucking gave that to her. But also, though, would you want to keep a picture of an ex-boyfriend? Because every time you looked at it, you would be Remind reminded. You. Yeah. But I mean, she kept the ultrasound picture. Yeah, but that's. But it's yeah. just like, so she has that pretty much a little bit of a trauma in her life and she probably threw up that wall and this is what I'm going to do now. This is where I'm going to be. Like you said, she threw herself into work three years and counting on the research. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I think people can relate to that. You go through something traumatic throws your life through a loop. Let me get a robot like, boyfriend. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, not even the robot boyfriend. You're <laughs> I'm like, just, I'm just going to, I'm going to focus on this. Fixate on, yeah. on this thing. This Who did that. Especially, that's two. I'm counting. Marissa got two. Guys, I'm a newbie. I know she's new. It's okay. We'll allow it. It's okay. But yeah, you you go through something traumatic in life, and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna keep my head down, plow through, and I'm not gonna let any light in or any Mm. outside noise affect me. And then she signs up for robot dating she kind of she she kind of gets bribed into it. Yeah, I think because the funding. But she had signed up previous before she went back yeah. to her boss and her well, he, boss yeah. was like no i think you should still do this and then he's like well if you do this i'll send you guys make it to, sweeten the deal uh, wherever exactly but she had already been signed up for she, it she was just trying to get out at that point i felt like he kind of coerced her a little bit yeah. which yeah, i i also bit. i find it really funny that he's on the ethics board to find out whether or not like this is a good idea yeah. and he like very unethically is like mm, so all and then when he meets mm. the meets dan's character he's like kind of manhandling him like yeah. bro relax he's full on touching his, his head yeah what it was funny though that was a yeah. good setup for tom to yeah be like i am a robot yeah and the guy's like oh there it is yeah he's like, oh, pretty, he's pretty fuck- obvious he's fucking with me oh my god all right yeah. i mean i guess the big question which we can start the whole sort of like discussion about but would you fuck a robot yeah, well i was gonna phrase you're... it differently would you participate in the experiment marissa oof you know, I so much hesitation. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm thinking there. and I'm like, I don't know that I could. I mean, part of me sees the relationship she ends up having with Tom and it 
seems like they get on really well. And like, obviously she's pleasured, which is a real fucking mm-hmm. weird scene. I'm sure we'll unpack. We'll, we'll, unpack a, that. well I want to unpack how they were having sex. That position yeah, yeah. was pretty interesting. Vi- we I said into- vibrational penis <laughs> before you came up. Yeah. I mean, it's a robot dick. It can yeah. do literally but any it's direction. Tricks. It's not yeah. even just a robot dick. It is the perfect dick for exactly. Alma. It is fashioned to her liking, apparently. They should have let us I see wonder it. They if fucking they, like, pushed took out. A let mold. us really get it. If they took a mold of, of Yulian's her, dick. No. <laughs> of her ex. Of her, her vagina. Her nether regions. And it's like, this will fit perfect in here. Because to your point, yeah. perfect spot. Jesus Christ. And there's well. like a little prompt. Wait, we didn't get a straight answer yeah. from Marissa. Yay or nay? Would so you, now that now that you know his penis can, can be now that I know he's, he's apparently well hung. great. No, it's well just about the sex. Get your mind out of the the friendship of it all the companionship the companionship but part of me says yes but part of me is no because going back to what you were saying earlier it's the one-sided conversation at the end of the day you know this person is not a real person they're not real and you were being well, fooled into having this conversation AI, with them. Is AI yeah exactly. so you know one of my questions was gonna be well would either of you date them so paris you gotta answer that yeah. but um okay well the, i can tell you right now fuck yes like yeah. the hesitation <laughs> from you i'm like first of all I don't know if I could go back out there in the dating world. Like, if it doesn't work out with Scott, it's, I think I might just die. Alone. I don't know. It's you're, fucking you're, bleak. You're a social I catch. butter. I am, but, butter, but I just, catch, I just so don't. Like, you know what? Like, let me give you the pros of why you should absolutely participate in this experiment and end up with the android. He is tailored for you. Like, humans are so damaged, and that's fine, but he's also willing to learn. Like, you know, she's like, I would appreciate a little bit more conflict in this relationship. Yeah. He's like, okay, great. Like, when was the last time a grown adult man over the age of 40 was like, I'm I'm hearing you and I'm actively making a change. Um, so yes, I would 1 trillion percent date the robot and live happily ever after and no one else would know. And also, well, he wouldn't get sick and he could look after me and he could get a job and I could just relax. Probably save money on like food Groceries, bills and everything. But he's not going to age true you're gonna that's get gonna you're gonna weird. get old that's a valid and he's point not gonna she swapped out models what does the model age with you so would you know you, you're in it would you do just the three weeks just for like your yeah interest, I'd, I'd, give it a whirl. I'd give it a whirl more ways than one <laughs> yeah what about you um would you date the android i would so like i i just think it's interesting i'm just curious that by nature so i would want to try it just to see like how this thing works but so we got other movies um there's her with which I haven't, Phoenix, seen, I haven't seen, which I is know, naughty. great movie, but that's like mostly in his ear. It's like an earbud. Yeah, it's and like an Alexa. That exactly. Don't wake but up. But then there's like Ex Machina, yeah. which was amazing. But that dude ended up getting fucked up at the end of that movie. One got stabbed, one got. Yeah. But left. they also didn't treat those treat androids him kinda, really nice. But he did. He was trying to help her and she manipulated him. So like... All that stuff is just interesting to me. And then I look at, I think there's parts of China that have a ton more males than they do females. Mm -hmm, So like all these people are going to go without that companionship for the rest of their life. So I definitely think um, it's intriguing in those kind of countries where there's just... Not the enough testosterone people has nowhere to go to be and together. Like, yeah. yeah, and then they'd be just you know they're probably walking around depressed. But um, I think it was part of this movie or like something I was looking into this morning. But algorithms knowing your knowing you better than your partner does, right? So like they feed so much information that it knows you like the back of your hand or whatever. But is that just an issue with Paris? What you're saying is 
having the dialogue with your partner, that open communication. And there's some stuff that we as just the individual won't, don't want our partners to know about us. You know, there's little things yeah. that we just hold on to. But if they did know that, maybe that opens things up more. And then these algorithms wouldn't know you better than your partner does because you're fully transparent with your partner and you're discussing these things a lot more. Well, also a human can read nuance. An algorithm cannot. Like there's a couple scenes in the film where he takes it so literally. Like she's like, you wouldn't understand when he, when she brings out the miscarriage thing. And he's like, he says it's so deadpan. He's like, of course I understand. Like you fear this and you're too old now and blah, blah, blah. But like a human would react like, oh honey, like come here. They wouldn't need to say, say and they would say it with the physical. Um, but I do believe that this is mental masturbation. I will say that because yes. emotional masturbation in a sense of like, like with sex, like you can still come if you are doing it by yourself, but with a partner, it's obviously different. This is just that, but on like a life scale. Yeah. But the question is, do you still get pleasure out of it? Yes. But what do you mean mental masturbation? Because it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's just you. by yourself. Yeah. You, it's not like this, by yourself because well, you have this robot. But it's it's you. Do you know what I mean? Like because it's how you're she feeding. You're feeding into this. It's right. it's a learning from you. So essentially, True. it's giving a back to being you what you want it to. That's what they were saying. I yeah. think this yeah. is the big question of like ex machina and all these things. It's like, are they real? Are they are they alive? He okay, but he had some sort of indication that he shouldn't have slept with her when he when she tried to the first night. But that's, I think, programming still. But somewhere in there. But it's 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 the question, right? It's the ethics of it. I also think that he was programmed to want romance because the normal woman. I think one of the things they said was like ninety three percent. She's like, guess what? Prime women. She's like, I'm seven percent. She was not nice to him in the beginning. No, she wasn't because she was resisting it Mm -hmm. and she was only doing it to get the trip for her research and she. She was pushing back against it. And then he started chipping away at her walls. I think a really interesting thing is that, okay, so the actor's name is Jürgen Tarak and he plays Dr. Stuba. And we meet him in the opening scene. The opening scene is like, she's in this speakeasy. And then you come to find out that like everyone's a hologram pretty much, except for this one guy who's also in the study and is meeting his partner. And you meet him at the end and he's so happy. And he's like, I'm trying to keep her. And he's a judge. Or something. Or, like yeah, that. He's, he's like a, he works in the yeah. judicial. Yeah, he's like an he's like an expert too, a mm-hmm. professor or we was a scientist of some kind. Feedback. Yeah, but he's like, I'm too old. I'm not going to find anybody like this. Right. This is like amazing. He's like, I don't know me. if it's me or my Steffi appearance. Is his yeah. partner. Yeah, that was sad. Steffi, but like again, he's he's euphoric. You know what I mean? Like he's not hurting anybody. Yeah, he's talking to himself or whatever. But like that guy, like you to your point, like with the the people in China, like the imbalance of the gener- the population, like. Would you rather be alone and not have that companionship or would you rather have the robot version? Which, yeah. yeah. So circling back to Mm -hmm. the mental masturbation, is that a good or a bad thing? So even even though it may be mental masturbation because you're inflating yourself and you're, it's, it's like, you know, if I was to talk to myself kindly every morning and pump myself up, that's similar to mental masturbation right well you can't like respond to so the interesting thing about the algorithm um, Mm -hmm. with dan stevens character tom is that he is reacting because you know when you're talking to yourself like you know what you're gonna say because there is like this pause i guess like yeah you can do something that's kind of like unexpected but like if you're saying something to yourself it's coming from your brain out of your mouth and you can respond to yourself but it's still 
kind of like coming from the same brain yeah. with the algorithm. It's interesting because it's kind of you, but it's like he does unexpected things for her. Like he fills up the bathtub. He, you know, says things she gets caught off guard. He puts himself in the recycling. And then, you know, he shows up, he remembers her memory thing and he like shows up at the very end and like they're there. But so no, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think if you're, it's not the quite the same if you're just talking to yourself. Yeah, not quite the same. Uh, so just to the mental masturbation though, like being that person in China that there's one man to every, say 30 women or something like that. He doesn't have a chance. Yeah. Like is society going to accept it and be like, yeah, I mean, in your shoes, I would do the same thing. I think society will accept whatever the fuck becomes normal, commonplace, you know? Society didn't used to accept gay marriage. So would you tell people that you're dating a robot? I think it would be taboo at first, but I think it would become more common. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot, like there's a Black Mirror episode about this. Like there's a lot of discussions about it because obviously as a society, we're like, this isn't that crazy. But is it weird though? Like, would you be trying to like suss out people at parties like because once you know that yeah that's all you're thinking yeah so like amazon's like hey we got these new robot mates yeah you know get it on prime day and you're at a party and you're like you know this things is this like which friend group is gonna have the first robot and like see really looking at people hard in every social setting do you try to suss out if people are gay or trans like do you No, but i think robot would be a huge one Right. But I think it's kind of that like live and let live thing. If it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, but my interest oh, to see okay. what of uh, in like to actually see one. Why do you have someone in mind that you're like, he would definitely get a robot. He's already here. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been Scott this whole time. I'm like, guys, this is a really good time to tell you that the reason I was interested in doing this movie is because I wanted to suss you out. You like, had an NDA still, all these years and now. Would you still love me? They're going would you to still market in six months. Of course you're I just like pinching out his skin like, wow, it's so real let's not tell him that we had this talk and... let me see your cock <laughs> let me see your penis right now that was I, when i paused the movie yesterday that was what was on the thing okay yeah. so let me see your cock and i posted on instagram and people were just laughing and we're like what the fuck is this movie yeah. like, it's a robot movie. <laughs> check it out i mean i'm curious too that I'm they curious. really they did us a disservice i mean leave it up you to know. my imagination but like come on Give it to me. Let me see. I just, what did I watch the other day that had a full on penis? Oh, was it his movie? Was it this? The Righteous Gemstones? Oh, Righteous oh, Gemstones. Yeah. Did you watch that yeah, episode? Course, oh my yeah. God. I had to like put my hand no, up part of the it was screen. Great. Oh, it was so disgusting. So funny. Just fully full getting dick. after it. Yeah. <laughs> but leave it up I to think that was, I Danny think, McBride. I think it was that a prosthetic. That oh, yeah. Probably. But still, it was he was pretty walk- flippity flappity. He was walking around the front yard for a long time, full frontal nude. <laughs> I'd say more dicks. Mine, I, I'd say we've had boobs yeah, for a long yeah, time. Pro dick. I don't. I don't mind it. It's just it caught me off guard. It is because you're like, oh, like, this is the shot time. Was like this straight shaft and my, yeah. <laughs> well, this was a <laughs> right more of an art house film, but they <laughs> yeah. didn't want to go there. They just wanted to do sideways sex scene. So, which was interesting. I and just got wonder, a little bit of boobies. Would that be uncomfortable at some point? I don't know it's if I've ever had sex for her pleasure. Like no, because yeah, you don't bend that way. But he's a robot. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. Well, because remember, there's another scene with him doing a fucking back bend to oh, like that stretch was out. <laughs> I hated that so much. And I was like, why? Um, In the closet. But the ethics, <laughs> the ethics of having sex with a robot. I mean, he's programmed for it. So it's funny. He his mouth 
is the sensors that then like gets his dick hard yeah. and she's like oh they're working so was he fully rocked off in that pool hall in that bar because he kissed that girl at the bar I she comes know. out of the bathroom because then they cut away from it. I'm they go to a different scene because it, he it's wasn't like her. emotional. There was no emotional tether to the to the experience he had with that woman in the same way that he has with Alma. Interesting. I don't know. Like I he's think, putting I don't on, know. Chap, I don't putting know. on chapstick I or something. Such good <laughs> acting. Yeah, roll my dick. <laughs> eat something. Um, such good acting from Dan. Yeah, to to be a robot. To be like I thought the same kind of the whole way through. Muted. His face. Yeah. And he th- when they were doing, what is it, the samba, that dance? The rumba. The rumba. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. oh, no, David's sweating. It's a little hot in here. Oh, I'm good. I'm, good. I'm <laughs> always sweating. Well, you don't enjoy some good swamp ass for your podcast? No, I just feel I bad. Know. Thinking about all this sideways sex and robots. He's sex. getting worked up. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, <laughs> she tells her family, but they don't believe her. That's how I interpreted that scene. She tells her nephew he's a robot. Oh, yeah. Right? Because she was joking with him the whole time. Yeah. And then the sister doesn't know. And she's like, oh, maybe you're the Tom from our childhood. Did you interpret it that she did? They did know? I think they knew. I think she was pretty clear on what she was doing. I thought she was being sarcastic. What what was your take of that I thought she was definitely being sarcastic to the kid because she was messing with him the whole time. I was like, do you want this to drink? I feel like that the sister and the dad and would have had more questions if she was like, well, yeah, well, the dad, dad, dad he's was on another, he's on another plane yeah. at the moment. That was sad, uh, too. He's sundowning. I mean, if she doesn't drive by and see him walking through the woods, there's no so, telling yeah. where he ends up. It's hard. Like, the, I mean, you know, you guys are raising like, oh, what if he got old or you got old and he didn't, I mean kind of amazing to have a partner that can take care of you in your old age and you're not programmed to love you and to, you know. He was saying that. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, your dad had kids and your mm-hmm. sister has kids and there's no one to take care of you. You're able to take care of him, but mm-hmm. there's not going to be able, you're not going to be able to have that same yeah. situation because you can't have kids anymore. It's I, pretty heavy stuff. There was a hot second where I thought Julian's new girlfriend or fiance or roommate was a robot. Yeah. Because of the way she fell. Mm-hmm. Same. And then I was like, oh, because she was pregnant. So I'm like, obviously not, but. There was a hot second where I was like, yeah, and she's like at the grill. <gasps> is she a robot as well? Yeah. Because I'm I, like you. I'm like, are they a robot? Is he a robot? Yeah. Is she a robot? <laughs> see, is everyone a robot? See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can be a robot. I don't think we're that far off. I was reading this article. I think it was called like the futurist or something like that. And they're saying um, the probability of getting there is just advancing. They already have like sex dolls for mm-hmm. for like that industry. And with all the money that's immediately, roll sex is going to be the that. first thing. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, but carers, that's another one, where, you know, like with older people oh, yeah. having someone that can be there mm-hmm. and they don't need to sleep and like they can always be there. And it's sort of like a one time thing. And, and think about it. You have like a monitor on your chest or something like that or your wrist or even like the rings now. And mm-hmm. that's hooked up to your robot mm-hmm. and they know everything. Oh, your heart's elevating. I think you should sit down. That's wild. It's an ethical thing, though. Like, do you think she loved him in the end? I think she... But then the question is, like, can you love a robot? Is that love? What is love? So that all all of this just opens up so many questions with every single little detail of a, of a relationship, right? She's talking about... Because um, that picnic table is where they used to camp. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and she Denmark. always wanted the boy to kiss her. And that's, I love how they ended this movie yeah. too. It's very European. Yeah. And I was we, like, and I just I wish you would kiss me. We yes. were talking about this because we, uh, the last movie we did was um, Miss Firecracker, which we were saying kind of like didn't have a resolution. It was like kind of this weird ending and how American movies tend to be like, and here's everything wrapped up in a nice little bow. Although Ex Machina also didn't, you know, they left him in the room and. And yeah. she just got but out. But European movies, I think, tend to be a bit more like, Open-ended. we asked you a lot of questions and we actually don't have the answers. So you go home and think about that. Yeah. I kind of like that. Though. I like it too. Same. Because then we have these discussions mm-hmm. on the car ride home or the walk home. Or, mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But I think he opened her up, like regardless of whether or not she loved him, like the potential exists for her to love. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that you kind of Oh, that would be so it. sad if he opened her up and then she actually found a partner and then she's like, okay, bye. Oh, God. Like, what does he do? Aww. Does he get his own apartment? Or well, they're in a threesome. <laughs> I mean... Should we bring Tom into the bedroom tonight, honey? <laughs> I'm a little tired. <laughs> I mean... I called I, in the corner and watch taps it. Tom in. <laughs> a three-person <laughs> household. Sleeping. Again, my, like, capitalist brain. I'm like, oh, three, three incomes? Amazing. That's, Let's do that. Okay, so then uh, another list of questions. Does he work? Can... Do we want him to work? He's taking away human jobs. Oh, and I'm fighting against that with the WGA. There you are. It's a good question. Like, what's a terrible job that no one wants to do? Make him do that. I mean, like, he is helpful to Alma, obviously. She spends three years researching, what is it, the... the Cruciferous. Yeah. Cruciferous. um, (laughs) I think it was it Egyptian or something like that. Uh, But it's tablets. They're like, we're trying to prove that people back in the day were poets. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes him. Which a part of me is like, why are we studying this? If that seems really important to society, I don't really get the value. Yeah. Go for it. But it's like the one movie knocked up and it's like they found out the Mr. Skin or something (laughs) website was available and they'd been working on it the whole time. She's been doing it for years and it's about to go to. Uh, print like it's in a, a little different months. than like ancient tablets yeah. to fighting boob and bush in movies. I think same I, equal importance in David's mind. If I was him, I would have been like, "Can you speed this up for us? Here's all our research. Can we, we get this to unethical. print? We print Can it we now. get this to print next week? Is it unethical? You're using technology to your advantage. You're doing her a solid, and you love her. But instead, he's finding a new research topic. With he her. is. Well, she says no. She doesn't say, well, I guess she doesn't say no. She's just like, let's just tap out of all of this today yeah, she and just like think enjoy about ourselves. It. Which, you know, I guess is nice. I can't believe you were hesitating on this man. This man <laughs> cleans her entire apartment in 11 minutes. He makes her food. He draws her a bath. Yeah, and then I'm he like, fucks it back up again when where she's like, do no, I, I, want my, I want my mess back. Where do I sign up? Okay, so putting them down, how do we feel about that? Putting so say, so random ladies dating Tom too. And t- not Tom also, but um, t- Tom number two. We'll call him Tim. Tim. <laughs> um, There's she, millions of she, names. She's dating Tim. Tim has been dating Tim for a couple of years. She passes away from some crazy reason. Do we just put down Tim or? Oh, that's very Westworld. Do you, re- you, put, do you, you put them reprogram them to, to be with somebody else? Yeah. But then you're still wiping away who Tim is at that point. <sighs> So many ethical questions. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> to your point, Westworld. It I thought West, it's Westworld. I thought it was I that bar care. scene. I was like, yeah. this is like how Westworld starts yeah. because you got. I thought most of them were humans and robots, not holograms. But there were a couple, and it's like, that. Where can this go now? Then can I sell this? Come have this experience. 
And well, if no... you have children, like let's say you adopt kids, because obviously the robot is not inseminating you. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe you put it. Maybe there's some sort of tool they use where all of a sudden growing, it's like letting you. They're growing you... cells and eggs right now. Do in labs. you? Does mm. your baby get to experience the father? You know what I mean? Like, does he become a caretaker of the family? Is it like a? I don't know. See, there's just so much so many that hasn't been. Thank God I'm not in charge of deciding <laughs> because I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, did you guys have Tamagotchis and Digimons and stuff when you were growing up? No, but I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I right. mean, I was, I, I think I was like on the cusp of that. I was a little too old. Okay. I don't think about my Tamagotchis. I know that's different and it's not a person. So you murdered it. Probably. You murdered I mean, it. I saw Neopets is coming back <laughs> and I definitely haven't fed my Neopets in like 12 years. You didn't so. have sex with your Tamagotchi. That's true. I mean, that would be... <laughs> That would be pretty heavy stuff. That's a black mirror episode. Not fulfilling and also really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of ethical questions. Okay, yeah. I see both of you have extensive notes. Go I, ahead, I, I Marissa. Mean, I really don't have notes. It's mainly just like comments, questions, concerns. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, the mine acting. is just kind of like going through, just like that's all right. Pick one. Mm-mm. What's this one? Oh, I was literally just like, here's the here's the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> okay, I'm like, you can cut this out. Um, how did we feel knowing that the therapist was then also turned out to be that was funny i like that twist yeah i I think it's actually a really good twist but also that she offends the therapist by basically telling her that her programming is absolute shit trash (laughs) she's just so did you look at her different once you found out she was a robot Mm -hmm. wow you guys are (laughs) You guys we're, are bad we're people. We're bitches, you know. We're horrible <laughs> people. I don't know. Just accept it. I'm just kidding. Move, I, I, did, I did the same. I was like, oh, no, oh, she's. But that's just the a, question of the film. It's like, did we take it more seriously when we thought she was a human, and why? Because in theory, an algorithm can quickly learn all there is to know about psychology, mm-hmm. right? But according to Alma, she's giving her absolute trash advice. But also, Alma was being kind of a cunt. Yeah. She was. She absolutely was. She like wanted to fight with her the whole time. So like, okay, so. But also, why are you putting a robot in charge of a robot? There's some questions here. Which you could have a whole nother movie about, like who's (laughs) pulling the strings over there. Um, But like advancement in technology was like one of my notes. Obviously, Mm. we're seeing it with AI and. Chat. Yeah, and all of them. They don't know where it's going or how fast it's going to move. And now they're. Companies are in Washington saying, like, we need this to be regulated. And, yeah, of course. So. But private companies. But then, you know, I was listening to a podcast about the companies that are asking for the regulation are the, just the companies that want to be in charge of it. Oh. So they don't want, like, me and you to start our own AI. They just want to have theirs where everybody's got to pay for it. Well, we're in a really interesting time right now with the WGA strike. And then also at the time of this podcast, SAG is also on strike. And... I, you know, you raised a question before. I think that, like, these robot lovers and stuff, like the companionship, if if things move society forward, I'm pro for it, as long as it's not for profit, right? Like, it, like you said, like, oh, this guy can take a job away from a person. That's fine. Let him have the job, but still pay the human version the salary. You know what I mean? Like, we are not in the business of making human lives easier. We're like, how can we make the most money for corporations? And mm-hmm. that's what's fucked. So similar to what you were saying with AI, like if this could, if there were no more wars or something like that, or if there was no more people having to 
work in the blazing hot sun, but we still had a universal basic income or something for those people. I don't know. That's, you know what I mean? Like this is a very interesting frontier for making people's lives better. But what we're seeing with the WGA strike and with the SAG strike is that it's actually corporations trying to have more profit and fuck over people. Because as the article said, in case you missed it, guys, some anonymous executive said that we will wait with the strike until people start losing their homes. Which is so fucked. And is so just writers, actors. That's and not now, saying like, we'll use we'll use AI to make your jobs easier. That's saying we you're going to come back. They want to replace cut, you. Yeah, they want to cut well, through the middleman. Not even replace, but you're you're coming back home, t- mm-hmm. and you'll take what we give you. Right. That's yeah. That's fucked up. And just to think like that. And yeah. So who's and who are the shareholders mm-hmm. of these companies? And you know, it just goes up and up. And There's been a lot of movies talking about this. Like, what's that Will Smith movie? The iRobot. Oh, iRobot. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. And he, his heart warms up to them mm-hmm. because that robot like can see and that it's like, I don't know, sentient, but it was like making drawings mm-hmm. and that was going to become like the leader of the, the robots. And yeah, just a ton of crazy stuff. There's the, is it the creator with uh, David Washington mm-hmm. that comes out like that. in a month or so? Okay. Oh. Same thing. It's like oh, well, AI is created, <laughs> um, a bomb, a bomb goes off in LA and then it's like fast forward multiple years, humans are fighting AI robots. Okay. Yeah. It's like right on time. <laughs> yeah. This movie is coming out. All of this is very timely, I think. Yeah. AI is definitely something that people are. It's not going about. away. It's here to stay. And it's just like, what does it look like? So, with actors, writers, it's, yeah, it's like now or never, which a lot of people on the picket lines are being interviewed and saying, like, we got to get this stuff done now. Also, just to go back to this film, like, if I am a man in China and I have no partner, but let's say a male version of this robot is available and a Chinese woman, it could in theory be worse for people because you could have a chance with like a real life human woman. And then now you've got this perfect partner. Why the fuck is a woman going to choose you? Yeah. So even more competition. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to try. You don't need to try. You don't need to. Yeah. Just whenever you're ready. Develop and you can go to the sperm bank if you want a kid. Yeah. Right. Could be worse. And then just pick uh, uh, dark hair, this color eyes, and then you could probably switch it up in a year or two. (laughs) I want him to look different. He's going through a full body transformation. Give him an accent. (laughs) Which we obviously couldn't pick up on the accent because it all sounds German to me. Unless, could you tell he was British? Well, I mean, mean, we know know Dan Stevens, but no, not at all. But obviously, they're in Germany. They're like, it is so obvious. (laughs) Your accent. (laughs) We know. Very impressed that he could speak fluent German. Did not know that about him. He apparently like studied in college, I guess, and just is like, you know, fully fluent. I'm always impressed when you have an actor that speaks and doesn't. Because where is he from originally? He's British. He's British, yeah. He's in the UK. He crushed that. He did. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Maybe the Germans were like, <laughs> maybe it was AI. Your accent shit. Yeah. Maybe it was <laughs> AI. Scheiser. Yeah. <laughs> I I've been when I'm not, I've been doing French and Duolingo for over 530 days. She's slaying. But yeah. when I don't feel like doing French because sometimes it gets hard, I'll switch over to German. And when I was watching the film, I like definitely recognized a few things like "es tut malade," like "I'm sorry," <laughs> "klein." I was like, "Yeah, I know what that means." 
<laughs> some some random words. I'm like, ah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I think you should, I think everyone should watch foreign languages, like films and TVs, because it definitely triggers like a different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Like there's a really great French show on Netflix called Call My Agent, which is a French show set in the world of like a acting or a talent agency in France. And yeah, I feel like I'm always like, oh, I know that word. Yeah. Your ear catches it. There's also a German show called Dark on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Which is Dark. Like time travel uh-huh. is in it too. It's I need to watch wild. it. I watched the other one that came out. 1989? 1899. 1899. On the boat? The one. <laughs> 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 There's so many shows. The that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one kind of like. Oh, that wasn't as. I love that one. I really loved it. I liked it, but compared to Dark, I like See, I need to watch it. And Dark has like two or three seasons too. Yeah. yeah. I know that boat one just got the one season. I think it was expensive. Yeah. It was me. very expensive. I bet. So it was a lot it was, of CGI. Uh, was a, lo- a whole lot and so yeah. many international actors which i did like because well, it was like people from all i yeah. think it was like 21 countries were represented wow. and That's so it cool. was really kind of insane but also i think that wasn't just like obviously netflix came on board for funding but it was there was it had so much funding from so many different parties probably because the dark did so well yeah well he has because everyone's ai well and yeah. that that creator in particular he did at one point i think have a deal with netflix i don't know that nice. he still does um but so I was going to ask you when you were talking about um, putting together movies that you think are going to have more of a broad audience, right, with different countries. So um, I know like on some platforms you can be like, all right, I want this in Dutch or whatever, Spanish, and you can kind of change the voiceover even though it's like yeah. German. Like do you guys do that up front and know like, hey, we're going to do this? Or do you see like, okay, this is getting a lot of steam Let's get some voiceover actors for these different countries before we release it there. So I've not had a full experience with that before in this current job that I had or this this job I just left. But um, I think how it would work, and this I only know this because I listened to, I think it was a podcast recently, but um, in certain countries, there are voiceover actors that will actually do the voiceover. Just say, for example, like Angelina Jolie. So this one voice actress will do all of the Angelina Jolie oh, for that country. It's it's kind of crazy, and that just becomes your career. Is like I am the voiceover artist. I am doing the dubbing internationally yeah. for this actress. You gotta hope that they keep working. I was gonna so say this like, could yeah. be so. I do one movie every three years. This could be so interesting <laughs> right? though too, because like you know how there's lookalikes and there's like varying degrees of success. It's like oh yeah, the German dub for Angelina Jolie, she's great, but the Japanese guy, <laughs> oh, not great, not not as. Good. <laughs> Will you open my Danang? Because I have my nails. nails. Where'd you, where'd you oh, get this really one? Cute. Uh, this one's from Denang, also. Um, but the, <laughs> the manicures were up the street. But they're so expensive. I feel you like you should I ask them um, if they want to sponsor us for a few yeah. episodes. Nails for even uh, if they give me fucking for free nails because like saying. your girl is spending my one <laughs> your vice my one thing because it's I just, not cheap but they look so damn good I'm and you feel like so good when you adult. have fresh nails fresh nails and fresh brows I feel like that is brows I've me. never gone hair I like mm. and massage and facials but I recently bought um a face mask that has like LED lights and I wear it every day <laughs> and it's supposed to regenerate my she's cells. giving she's giving Age of Ultron yeah, yeah Scott thinks it's sure. fucking hilarious because yeah, especially yeah. He's, but you know what is going to be hilarious is when I still look young and Mm -hmm. he looks old, and then someone will be like, "Is she an AI robot?" The algorithm is strong with this one. He's going to be like, "Are you going to leave me for AI robot?" And I said, "Yeah." (laughs) He seems great. I'll leave. I'll leave Scott for Dan Stevens. Sure. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Don't let Scott here. But actually, do have a Dan Stevens story. I told Marissa before you got here. I 
used to work in events and I started off at like the Toronto Film Festival because I used to live in Toronto and I got invited to a house party or something and it was around like the film festival time and there was a couple celebs there but I remember Dan Stevens was there I cannot remember what he had been in but like he was kind of oh at Downton Abbey that's what he's like oh, super yeah, yeah, famous yeah. for but then he did some like indie film and I made some off-collar joke with an earshot or like made a joke or something and I just will never forget he just like fully rolled his eyes at me and I was like he hates me <laughs> so now when I see him by the way he obviously doesn't remember that interaction and everybody's allowed to have an off day and now I work for mm. a celebrity and I'm like you know yeah but I'm like Dan Stevens hates me so Dan I'm so sorry what I can't even remember what I said but you're a great actor and I love you <laughs> you're really funny and please be in my movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like now that you apologize now i do I remember you i've been thinking going. about that for the past exactly. 10 years yeah. or however <laughs> so i've got a question for you both because yeah. this goes back to talking about voiceovers and dubbing do you prefer to listen to a native language like for this film i don't think there was an option for the dubbed version i, I think it. It, it was just in the native language and we just had yeah you know obviously the i prefer um, it i prefer native yeah me too but the I dubbing like is so off usually yeah it, I feel like it's distracting. I feel like um, hopefully they Ooh, budge and they get new contracts, but they should also like hire people for casting director for voiceover totally. if it's going to get more prevalent. Because you <laughs> like Squid Game, you know, I was going back oh, and forth yeah. watching. Oh the no, you didn't native. watch the duck, did you? No, I did. I did not, I, but yeah. then I tried for a little bit. Like, oh, I'll try. You know, looking and it just the characters sound way off. Then the voices sound way off from the actors right in a lot of cases oh, yeah. so like if they had a voiceover casting it's like oh no they, your voice doesn't really fit mm. oh you got a call back try doing this I'm sure, surely they do do that you don't think i mean i don't think I, they I have think, to right um it's, it's interesting because i saw rrr a lot rrr which was the indian film or yeah whatever this year that was like a spectacle and there was a half time because it's so long so scott and i went to the movie theater and we watched the first half in the movie theater and we have a furbo and the dogs were like losing their fucking minds about something. So it was getting late. So we're like, we'll watch the second half at home because it also came out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Only to discover that the film cinema version was in the original language and Netflix obviously didn't have the contracts or some shit licensing That's for surprising to me. the second. So it was dubbed in like Tamil or different like version and it was so distracting. I could not deal. So never choose, in my mind. A different. You can read, please. A um, couple <laughs> fun facts about this film that I have. Yeah. This is Dan's second movie in German. He did a movie in 2009 called Hildi. Um, also, fun fact, Alma, the name of the main character, means soul in Spanish and Portuguese, which is possibly alluding to the one thing that Alma has and Tom doesn't. Interesting. That is interesting. Deep. That's yeah, very like deep. That. Those are my only fun facts. Thanks. Two I'm good ones. Pro. I like it. That's I like good. That. So I think this. You said this came out in what 2021 or mm -hmm. yeah. 2022. Yep. So this was actually it did not go to the the final handful of films for international academy awards it was going to be right? it was it was nominated so it was it was selected of that group um and then did not make it through but that's well i can back. see here i mean i don't know how accurate these grosses are but in the u.s and canada it says it made two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, which is not a lot and gross worldwide was like one million just over one million so 
I don't know how much this movie was to make. It didn't seem super expensive. No. Everything was very practical. Most things took place in either her apartment or the museum or her dad's, dad's house. Yeah. So it felt very contained, which I liked. I think, you know, it. a lot of times when you watch like films overseas, you're like, oh my God, they're, especially like American, you know, films are like, oh, there they are running around the Eiffel Tower and like blah, blah, blah. This was just like the day in the life of someone normal living yep. in a different place. And I liked it. You know, it was the local coffee shop. It was cool. Yeah, I liked how she was a professor too, right? Yeah, yeah. a scientist, scientist professor. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. teaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought like she's her a Renaissance woman. Kind of cool. Yeah, the whole thing was cool. Yeah. I'm glad that we watched it. Do you have any more questions for us, David? Big brain shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's it is getting very interesting as people's you know creative visions are starting to intersect with real life technology and we've seen it you know time and time again with like star wars and right wasn't as like phaser one of the comms thing like steve jobs took for the phone or one of his products you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this art and life imitating each other going back and forth and this one is a little bit scary to me too real with i with ai yeah and all the stuff it can do because again i was listening to something and they're like they had no idea the la- the first one that came out that chat gpt or whatever was going to work like it did because there's a bunch of people that got to code this thing to make it work and they're like oh shit it works do you guys have you guys played with it at all i've, I've a little bit i've yeah. dabbled yeah i just yeah. was really curious about it i wanted mm-hmm. to see like i fed it some information and i was like write me a log line and i was like oh shit, yeah for like copy is- uh-huh. Yeah, you it's kind of I don't want it, it to learn too much, but I have used it as a bouncing board. Like, you know, because like for my Christmas movie that I wrote, I was like, oh, what's a strong sounding male name? And I might not have liked any of the suggestions that they sent, but it like kind of gets your mind moving. Yeah. So I think for like a prompt type thing, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want it to take my job. I no. did ask it to write an episode of Vanderpump Rules and it gave me it? a paragraph. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was funny. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know that it was good necessarily, but I was like, oh, you are hitting, you are hitting beats. <laughs> but okay, so here's, here's it wasn't Scandaval good. But, but, so you like know. all these people that are running these streamers and platforms and networks are doing the same thing and they're sitting in there maybe they got like one writer to help them out and they've never they've never really written anything exactly but they've never like you know created stuff they're like business people so they're seeing this and they're like oh shit they just wrote us a script this is funny like we'll push this out they'll watch it and it'll get better over time so that's like i don't want to watch a movie written by a robot i'm so sorry neither do i but i'm saying they are just thinking what percentage well i have a theory i can we gain here because i play both sides of the field as an exec and a writer Mm -hmm. um a lot of executives that i meet they want to be creatives they started in this business thinking they were going to be creatives mostly writers or directors or you know, editors or producers, and then life took a different turn and they find themselves in development hell, which is where you, you know, find the good ideas and the good scripts and you start to connect the dots, like whether it's actors and directors, whatever. And I think writing takes a long time, learning the craft of directing, learning the craft of acting, it all takes years. And if you want to do a shortcut, then you have something like chat TPG, GPT, GPT. I get them mixed up, the acronym. Um, and it just makes you feel like you're creative, but mid journey is another AI thing, which is where you can put in a prompt and like, basically it pulls artwork from around the internet and can create you like 
mood boards and things like that. And I recently saw something people were like, is anyone else finding like mid journeys, like just not hitting the same way? And it's because, you know, you can feed some, it basically like creativity can't be encapsulated. It's kind of like the same thing that you're talking about with this, with love. Like, what is that? It's just yeah. something undefinable. It's something. I think it'll be like a wave, yeah. right? It'll, it'll come, it'll pass and they're going to need people to write stuff. But like, what are you talking about executive? Like what level? Cause I'm saying like people at the top, top that really make the decisions yeah. that if you want something greenlit, it's those executives have sure. to get approval from them. And if they're just saying, this no, like I met with yeah. the board and we're okay with this. We're going to move in this direction. Well, I guess the money will talk at that point yeah. because like, let's say they do pump out like a chat GPT script and it flops mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it's just missing that je ne sais quoi, that undescribable feeling of the human experience. Like this film, I'm your man is so interesting and tugs at the heartstrings because it asks a lot of human questions. Now it's funny to say this, but like would a robot be able to accurately pull that out of us? Like it's the nuances, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that it would because I think everybody has I hope own. that it wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just I have to believe like all three of us sitting here at the table have a different human experience, have yep. a different journey. Like I'm I'm I know you lived in Australia. I know you lived in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Like you've had all of these different experiences from what I've had. And the same goes for you as well. So I have to He's think. From Wisconsin. Well, it's very aw. wildly. A lot of cheese, a lot no. of dairy. Yes. Also, but also, a lot of you know, one of the only men of summer. color growing up in his town, you yeah. know, he's had I his mean, own experiences. So, yeah. so I, I have to think no matter what you feed an AI bot or, you know, in this case. Although Dan Stevens character, Tom, he does. Cr- they say you should create a shared experience and he's and able he to lie Come and make it up. on the spot. Yeah. He does. But yeah. But I just, I just don't, I just don't think you can replace that. I don't think you can replace what everybody brings to the table and the journey they've had because it just makes your point of view so much different from somebody else's. It It does. does. And and how you react to content too. Yeah. But that's what I'm, that's the part I'm scared of. Like how you're saying you react to content. So like the three of us could be like, oh my God, this thing was amazing. It moved us like going forward. This changed us a little bit for the, for the better in our lives. They're going to look at it and be like, we just need the home runs from human writers. Mm. So like, well, the rest is trash. The rest is just, we don't need it. So like, even though it makes some money, we just, AI will do that stuff over here and the home run hitters will keep, we'll have our people in development looking for these scripts for I these was shows hysterical. and these films and any ones that are just really like, holy shit. At the end of last we'll make year, those. when I, so my Christmas movie that I wrote, whatever it's coming out this year, I hope 2023 will promote the shit out of it on the podcast. Someone sent me, we fed AI like 300 rom-com scripts and I was fucking hysterical because <laughs> it was like, she works at a snow globe refillery. Oh, I hands are Christmas trees. Refillery. Refillery. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh no, we have to kiss before the midnight bell strikes jingles. And it was like, just l- like ludicrous. We should make one of those. I mean, let's. We should make like a, a short, a yeah. AI short. Oh my God. It'd, it'd be just so be ridiculous. Silly. We yeah. should shoot it. Yeah. I mean, as is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just that's like, what I'm saying. You have a prompt <laughs> yeah. in 20 minutes and you just have to Snow go. Snow globe refillery. No, it was ridiculous. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> anyway, so that was that movie. Um, Marissa, where can people watch your hilarious international TikToks? Oh, bless. So um, a couple mm-hmm. of different places because I'm sharing them on multiple oh, platforms at this point. 
See, it's not just ding me dong. anymore. Ding ding dong, ding it's, dong. it's the pro. Um, so pro. It's the pro. I ain't no Android over here. You are not. <laughs> got my flaws, or am I? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, well, like, how would you know? Just tap your head. And if I died and I just like uploaded my consciousness, that's a whole other. She does have the backstory for it. Oh, I was. Mm-hmm. I lived in this place. And yeah, then it's a I lived bit erratic. That place. It is like wow. Pick and a lane. Now, pick a story. And then I was in Canada. And now, oh, I'm in LA. Oh, oh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> I know. Um, I, can't, on, I can't. The algorithm. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. On TikTok, on Instagram. So my. Are we handle. The handle? Yeah. Okay, handle? Are the kids calling them handles still? Or is this a newfound The kids word? are just mainlining I don't know. I, heroin just, into just their eyes and doing weird. NPC. Yum. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Like, mm, yes, ice yes, cream. Yes, yes, yes. Ice cream. Gang gang. Mm. Have you seen that? What is, I, I do you know saw, what I'm talking about? Saw, what is gang gang? Ice cream. Can you, I, don't, I, don't, I saw a video I don't know. about that. Is that a hate that. crime? Pinky doll. Just shaking their head. I went on TikTok. She had 26,000 people watching her. She's making thousands of dollars so are night. people giving her money like on the spot they're giving on her a like one cent roses but people are doing a million of them and now everyone on my tiktok is like gang gang because they're like J-. and then this one guy was like i can't believe it i made 500 dollars tonight and he was like so what you're saying really bad at it is yeah. that i need to just get over Honestly, any kind yes. of fear i might have and just, just change your handle don't tell anyone and just start doing it where am i like put on makeup be unrecognizable Maybe get a Bruh. wig. It's yeah, ridiculous. Just say things. Little yeah, cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> mm, spicy. Mm. I love it. Yeah, yeah. spice. She's okay. hilarious because her accent is so funny. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Um, I don't know. What no, I lost the train of thought. I don't know. Uh, your handle. Oh yeah. Handle. So so it's uh, M Monocolo, and that's TikTok. Where and are we going after Sweden? Where are we going next? I think we're going to Germany, guys. Okay. I think I, like I think we might go to Germany. Doc. You already mentioned. We're just going to, st- we're going to stay in that area. We're eventually going to go to Australia. We're going to yes. go to, we're going to South Africa. Like Ooh. we're, we're taking a journey. I like that. We are taking a journey and we're just going to explore different kinds of content that I've come to know and love over the past several years of just Great. really being a consumer of it. I love that. And you let us know yeah. any good stuff you find out in I your will. world travels. And Marissa, if you, I know it's a terrible shit show in our industry right now, but if you have someone that's interested in getting into your line of work executive development type shit maybe they maybe they're really passionate about one particular part of the world what advice would you give to them i mean oh my god that is fucking deep guys we, it's okay we throw it at everyone you do we go deep like tom you do i would <laughs> say <laughs> holy shit the deepest i mean honestly she came <laughs> and i was like that's feminism because he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they could program him to come. Customer I kind of felt like he should. It like should, should be like a you know joint what he experience. Squirt sanitizer. He should. Oh my God. So that she can clean up. <laughs> after, she's, after he's pulled out, he's like, you don't want to be getting up in there with the like some alcoholic sort of wipes. douche or something. Yeah, yeah. like but a bit see, of. What's great is she doesn't need to pee after. I mean, I think she's, she still should. Just no pee. condom. I know. She's fine. He squirts like a room freshener. He's like, hmm. Mm, what is that? Peonies? Mm. Lavender? Mm. Thanks, Tom. Spring Smells fresh. Like my pillows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. He's like, I have a self-cleaning function. I was like, <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about advice. Advice. <laughs> what advice? Do you have for anyone? I, I would say if you were really interested 
in particular in international development, I would isolate some companies after watching maybe some shows that you really like and just see what they're doing and get to kind of know what they like. Um, And, you know, I, I wouldn't say cold email. I think this day and age, obviously, everybody's like super frantic about losing their jobs. And it's just like an absolute shit show. But I would, you know, maybe look into finding a contact that's more of a lower level that might be able to engage with you and have a conversation about, you know, their job and and what their day looks like and sort of just have general meetings like that. And I mean, that's really truly how I broke into the industry. Other than temping, it was taking general meetings with anybody who would have me and sort of learning that way. And from Mm. that, I kind of learned like, kind of had to figure out like, okay, I know what I really want to be doing. It's definitely working in TV. And I know that I really love international content. Like how, even though the company I worked for primarily did things in English, there were some titles where it would be in both English and also a foreign language, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And, you know, before I left, I was developing a show where it would have been 80% in, you know, what was it? English and then 20% in French and German, which was really kind of cool. And I think that, you know, if you find shows that you like, you find companies you like, you find somebody that can be sort of a person that you can engage with and have conversations, that's, that is your best bet. And that's sort of what I did. Mm. Um, And it took a long time to figure out in terms of companies I knew that I wanted to work for a smaller production company or smaller studio. I knew that I was going to advance more. I obviously knew network TV and procedurals probably weren't for me. So it's figuring out the people that are making the content you like. Totally. And if that's what you want to be in, then that's those those are the people that you should get to know and learn. Great advice. Yeah, and not just here in the U.S., but look at foreign companies as well. Because the big thing right now, and I think coming out of the strike that we're going to see, is a lot of co-productions. And we were mm-hmm. already kind of starting to do that. But find what out those... What do you mean by that? So, so co-production is essentially kind of splitting the cost. So instead of it just... America doesn't really do it. It's yeah. mostly like Canada, Australia, Canada, Ireland, Australia, Spain. Germany, okay. Ireland, Spain, France does a really great job. Like Studio Canal, Canal Plus, they do a lot of, of um, co-productions. Um, Room, if you ever saw that movie, that was the last movie I really worked on as a publicist. That was an Irish-Canadian co yeah. if you can believe it. Yeah. That's how they Brie Larson. Yeah. You know it. And Jacob Tremblay in a horrifically traumatic, not lighthearted film. I, not to be confused with The Room. Yeah, yeah. I recently rewatched it, and I it does. <laughs> speaking of things that don't necessarily hold up, yeah, maybe that is one you should maybe take, you should look at. Take a yeah. gander at. I've guys. never seen that. Oh, oh you should watch it. Man. It's fucked up though. It's real fucked up. Maybe I'll. It's dark. S- I had to a, watch it. In a dark room and watch it's really it. interesting how they made that film, actually. But yes, yes, co-pros. But yeah, so so I co-productions are essentially splitting the the financial burden with another company. So for example, I won't say the title, but I'll say the company that I was just working for. They have a massive show um, that's shooting in Italy, and that you know obviously they have some dollar investment there's some other people that have dollar investment but there was a company out of germany that came in for financing as well mm. and so you're splitting the cost obviously that means you're not taking the whole pie when it comes to selling it but you're also but, not taking um, the full risk exactly yeah. so you're you're mitigating the risk but at the same time there's like there's no risk in filmmaking there's none <laughs> Are you, everybody's fine everybody's making so, makes so much, much money, money. Yeah. hand over fist Ooh. Ooh. that's why the studios i think i'm talking to two AIs, yeah, right you now. Are, yeah, we synced up. We did, we did. <laughs> we accidentally up. plugged into the same dock. We absolutely did. Tom's dock. Tom's dock. Oh, Dicker dock. Would. Hey now, <laughs> show me the penis. 
stop wussing out. Anyway, it's getting to that time where we must give someone from the cast or crew a shout out. David, would you like to show us how it's done? Sure. I went with Ralph Jagnow. And he is in the art department, and he did set construction mm. on this movie. I went a little bit different. Um, we don't normally give people that you know build things and mm. work hands like on. That. Yeah, on a lot of a lot of projects, and it takes all that stuff to be built up, put together, placed correctly for the you know the director or cinematographer to want to shoot, and for the actors to be able to play in. So you know, Ralph, shout out to you. Uh, like Paris said, this was kind of a contained movie, but it worked well. And we love to see it. Yeah, we do love to see it. He's uh, got 18 previous um, in the in the industry, TV and film. So Booked and busy. Yeah, Ralph, you we know? see you and we appreciate you. We see you, you and we appreciate oh you. Guys. Gang gang. Who, gang gang. A lot of love for you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, Marissa, what about you? Who do you have? So I have the set director, decorator, Katya Luger. Cool. And I, you know what? I saw the flowers on the floor that she put out for Tom. Mm-hmm. The fact that she had to basically have Tom's character clean the entire apartment, put all the shit back. Just, you know, there's a lot happening there. And I was like, you know what? Set design. Art. You're doing it. We need it. We needed all of that so that like the story and the penis could shine. You know what I mean? That's true. I went with Tanya Daveritz, who was a second unit director or assistant director. Now, we don't always talk about second unit in these movies, but second unit often does the less sexy stuff. They do this. They, they'll shoot the stunts. They'll shoot like the B-roll, which is like, you know, the overhead shots, probably the, the establishing shots. Basically, where the A team is off shooting their thing, you know, the second unit is current concurrently shooting so that they can quickly get through shit. Um, Tanya, Tanja was has done a lot of things in a land that no one exists, which looks kind of cool. Oh, my favorite Babylon Berlin. Really, Babylon Berlin. I'm, okay, I'm yeah, lots of things. The voices, that, passion. Um, yeah, lots of cool things. So Tanya, we see you and we appreciate see you. See you and we appreciate. I like you. it. Your name. Um, and now we must, of course, decide whether this film has aged like milk or not. But before we go, Marissa, anything else exciting? Any last words of wisdom to share with people listening? Oh God! Watch, you were asking me all the questions watch things. today. Don't like, don't have sex with a robot. Don't, I mean, like, but honestly, do yeah, like why do not test want. the waters? I live your life, you know. I'm not gonna tell you no. I'm not gonna tell you no. She's not gonna tell you no. That's words to live by. She's not gonna tell Ladies you no. Ladies and gentlemen, ro- <laughs> robots. <laughs> well, let us decide then. This movie came out in 2021, so it hasn't had a lot of time to mm-hmm. get ripened. But David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean. Because of that, it's only been out for a few years. You know, I think this movie held up pretty well. And it's, we had a great discussion about technology, robot penises, and Mm -hmm. all the good things that's coming with technology. And it's just interesting. There's so many avenues and doors that it's going to open once this comes. So we'll probably see this in our lifetime. Yeah. So I think it's fascinating. I thought this movie was fascinating. I had a ton of questions running through my head while watching it. Mm. thought the acting was great. I thought he did a great robot. I thought she was great yeah, at great acting. having all this emotional turmoil and how to feel and how, how to push these things aside. I can't feel this way. I thought she did a great job. And yeah, I think this movie holds up. 
and we will see what happens we in the future. See. So yeah. Marissa, what do you reckon? I think it definitely holds up, but I am interested to see if we were to visit this again in maybe like 10 years, mm. what, what this looks like. Cause I, I, for me, I'm like the first country, the first people that are going to do this, it's going to be Japan. Like yeah. no doubt in my mind, I'm like, I feel like they're going to be more open to it than we are here in the U.S. Like yeah. somebody else is going to do this before we are. But Paris is going to visit. Maybe she'll come back. She'll, with co- she'll come back with like, like this is my friend. Scott yeah. 2.0. <laughs> I yeah, I would think this movie is still very fresh. In fact, quite timely. I definitely think it raises some questions. I would say who's kicking the table? You are deceased. I would say. Oh, not me. Ooh. I haven't even moved a foot. Give me a second. Oh, that's it's this chair. Oh, yeah. I barely even touched wow. it. Wow, put yeah. that chair in a timeout. You know who would never do that? The algorithm. <laughs> Tom. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's extremely timely. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think, especially with the discussion around AI right now. You know, we didn't even get that deep. We got deep. Got Tom deep, but we didn't get. We didn't just about to say just the tip. Didn't talk. Yeah, we just did the tip, and that was still fine. But like, there's a lot of ethical things. Like, are they alive? Do we feel for them? Blah blah blah. I agree that like we will see it in our lifetime. I think what will be interesting is like if slash when we have kids or when we see our friends have kids, like when they bring home the girlfriend or boyfriend and they're an AI, and it's like, what the fuck. That's a movie. I, I feel like <laughs> guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. And it's a robot. What's yeah. the what's the generation after Gen Z? Alpha. Alpha. Gen Alpha. I feel like I don't think it's Gen Alpha. I think it's the generation after that. Okay. Because they are still growing up in a world where rob- it's like us. Like we're the internet generation, where like we lived without the internet, and the internet came through. Yeah. The it's gonna be the generation where this is starting to become more commonplace. Because Gen Alpha, they're Normalized. already they're already in like middle school. I think in like in primary school or whatever you guys call it mm. grade school grade, grade school, school. Yeah. i was like what stupid name of the <laughs> some, some dumb american but we'll see we'll see done. i think after alpha is beta so maybe beta generation but yeah that'll be interesting or if you know we're in a nursing home hopefully not <laughs> hopefully the earth is still here but like you know you know my nurse is a is a robot you know like how your grandparents would say something vaguely racist oh, something yeah. like that you know you know she's an android it's like okay well she can hear you so let's Mm -hmm. be chill just lots of questions but i definitely need to go see her um i definitely need to re-watch ex machina it's been a minute but yeah marissa thank you so much for coming thank you guys for having me i really appreciate this film david do you feel like you're gonna go on a german kick now i feel like i want to see more like yeah i want to see more german stuff i might just follow follow you i don't know if you've been on tiktok lately but we do got the age like TikTok. Yeah, so I'm just on. To... I need to be more about it. We yeah. need to. Maybe. We need to be. She has been good on TikTok. We need yeah. to. It's because I'm unemployed. Follow, guys. follow, follow Marissa's <laughs> journey. I, no I also think it would be funny if David and I reenacted some parts, like certain scenes. Yeah. This one, not the sex scene. No. <laughs> David just lying on his side. <laughs> just deadpan. Face. I want to see David do the the upside down like oh the back the way yeah. the back stretch yeah, um, but yeah we should get more into the tiktok because that's yeah. how we'll get more followers but um it's hard it is i want to it's time consuming i want to go on a little german movie kick but it's also hard like the stuff that we have access to it's kind of limited like i sent you a bunch of french movies to watch mm-hmm. i don't know if you have um you should i thought this was one of them but it wasn't you no. sent me two other ones yeah some french ones also yeah. i think there's certain platforms that do a better job than others yeah. like I, I will say for me and 
obviously there's a lot going on right now with the WGA and SAG, but I think where Netflix really does... They have a lot of international They stuff. do a service as they started seeing the opportunity doing oh, local content for, sure. for a local audience. So they started specifically bolstering up executives in certain regions. Totally. So then all of a sudden, like... And then they fired them all because they have no money. No, but like, but like you know. ne- yeah, Netflix has a great show called The Three Percent, which is a Brazilian show, which I highly recommend to everybody. Um, but yeah, no, we should. That was <gasps> oh the, my uh, god! All right, well, we should cut it before we. Uh, Jeez! But uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Marissa. Everyone, Thank you. go. Just like expand your horizon. Just like watch some more random fucking shit. You know, go to this movie and then click on the actress and then find out all the stuff she's been in and go watch it. Why not? Yeah, I love going on a deep dive with, with yeah. somebody I watched. Yeah. 100%. You go down, you become like an expert in one specific random genre and it's German sci fi romance. Sci fi romance, too. Sci fi romance. Also. Sexy stuff. But yeah. anyway, um, David, you should go ahead and check your fridge and make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is Dan Stevens' dick that we didn't get to see. Um, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on all the platforms. Follow Marissa, and we will catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye.